This is the audio version of the book Jailer by Acharya Vijay Abhishekar Suri Ji Maharaj in the voice of Rahul Kapoor Jain. Chapter 7 Tanker of Petrol or Water A cigarette smoker threw a burning cigarette butt on a heap of cotton in a godown without extinguishing it. In no time there was fire which spread rapidly. The entire godown was gutted down causing the owner a loss of millions. The owner had seen the smoker committing this act so he filed a suit in the court claiming a compensation the smoker was made to stand in the witness box he was asked is it true that you were smoking a cigarette yes my lord had you thrown the burning butt away once you were done yes my lord did the butt fall on the godown yes my lord then you have to make good the loss of rupees 5 millions as the fire was caused by your burning cigarette No my lord it is not true that my cigarette caused the fire the judge the lawyers from both the side and the entire court was stunned by the answer if your cigarette did not cause the fire then what did my lord there was a fire because the godown was filled with cotton if the godown was filled with iron scrap leave alone a cigarette butt even a burning log of wood would not have been effective to start the fire It is a reality that a fire does not ignite with just a spark or petrol alone it is a combination of two which causes the fire to break out similarly the fire of anger does not light up by merely getting a nimitta of an abuse or by an inherent disposition of the soul to be angry anger is caused only when both unite Having refused a young man who had come to ask for a burning coal from him once the medicant got angry with the man for asking him a second time can't you hear didn't i tell you the fire is extinguished yet the man requested again why are you being so unnecessarily obstinate said the medicant in a raising voice so the man again babji why are you lying one can distinctly see the burning coal hidden under the ashes you seem to be a rogue i told you clearly there is no fire and you are still insistent about it the medicants ire cross all limits babji i can see the smoke with my own eyes why are you refuting the fact on hearing this the medicant raises tongs and rushes towards the man as if to attack him the man said with composure Now even the sparks have started flying from your fire. How is it possible if you did not have fire? The fact that there is fire within means that there is inherent anger hidden within the soul. And if these intrinsic qualities are existent, then even a small spark can become a blaze. To possess such an inherent quality and then to expect no one should throw an ember on it to turn it into a raging flame is an impossibility. This is because this is beyond one's control. There are thousands of people who will come in contact with it. There is no way of saying who will throw the ember, how, when and from where. It is not possible to restrain people forever. Furthermore, our improper behavior, our past deeds are likely to instigate the person to throw a spark. It is foolish to expect that no one will do so. Make your soul immune to abuses. and the like so that the destructive fire of anger is not ignited there should be no fire of anger instead there should be a flow of love and compassion from your heart for your enemy 
In this reference, let us examine a true incident which appeared in an edition of the Hindi monthly Kalyan, published from Gorakhpur in its 35th year. This incident goes back 40 years. The son of a priest by the name Ramatanu, who hailed from a small village in the district of Hooghly, went to Kolkata. While working, he simultaneously graduated with a master's degree. He became the principal of a government school at a monthly salary of Rs. 200. In those days, that salary was considered to be big. He and his wife were both extremely good-natured. They had no ego and never nurtured any evil thoughts in their minds. Over and above, they always thought of doing good for others and used to make an effort in that direction in every way they could. Therefore, they had become respectable and worthy of everyone's love and praise. However, one of the neighbors, Adhar Chandra, was very jealous of their popularity and good reputation. He plotted and planned to disgrace Ramatanu time and again. The world appears to you the way you behold it. Ramatanu Babu's eyes were always filled with kinship and compassion. Therefore, everyone appeared to him as a friend. He had no idea that Adhar Chandra was behaving in a malficient manner towards him. Once, Adhar Chandra planned a secret and underhand scheme. He arranged for a couple of miscreants and an immoral woman from another town to participate in his plan. The plan was that the woman should dishonor Ramatanu by wrongly blaming him of misconduct and create a commotion. And then Adhar Chandra and his colleagues would attack Ramatanu in the name of saving the woman. They picked up a day and put the plan in action. One afternoon, as Ramatanu Babu was returning home, the woman was awaiting his arrival in a small, uninhabited lane at a predetermined place. As soon as Ramatanu Babu passed through the lane, the woman created a stir, screaming, You scoundrel! Leave me! You are a Brahmin and yet you misbehave with me like this? You wish to molest me? Help! Help! Someone, please help! Saying so, she came very close to Ramatanu Babu and disarrayed her clothes. Adhar Chandra and the rogues came out of their hiding place and created a pandemonium. He started abusing and beating Ramatanu Babu. The rogues followed suit. Ramatanu Babu was utterly shocked. He could not understand what was happening and why. Hearing the commotion, people from the neighboring home came out. A big crowd gathered. People were aware that Ramatanu Babu was a courteous and an honorable man. Everyone respected him because he had been helpful to almost everyone in one way or the other. Being Adhar Chandra's neighbor, he had also been kind to him and helped him on many occasions. When a pandemic of plague had broken out in the village, Adhar Chandra was also afflicted by it. At that time, Adhar Chandra's family behaved in a selfish manner and had forsaken him to fend for himself. It was Ramatanu Babu who had nursed him for 20 hours and proved his humanitarian nature by even paying for his medicines, thereby saving his life. Adhar Chandra's family returned only when he had recovered completely. Despite this, the envious and ungrateful Adhar Chandra was trying his best to disgrace Ramatanu Babu. However, nature has its own system of operating. Even after witnessing this debacle, people still considered Ramatanu Babu to be innocent and virtuous, and Adhar Chandra appeared to be guilty and wicked. 
A person even recognized the woman as a vagabond from a neighboring village. She was renowned for her immoral way of life. Even the rogues were identified. People saved Ramatanu Babu and were so angry with Adhar Chandra and his colleagues that they attacked him. Soft-hearted Ramatanu Babu could not bear to see this. He intervened, requested everyone with folded hands and barely managed to save Adhar Chandra and his two accomplices. On being recognized, the wicked woman had escaped. Two persons went to a police station located in a village two miles away and informed the police about the incident. The chief police officer investigated the matter and arrested Adhar Chandra and his colleagues. Everyone was willing to be a witness. The woman was also found and caught. She accepted her crime at once and admitted that she had been paid by Adhar Chandra to participate in this drama. She said that she had not expected Adhar Chandra and the two men to beat Ramatanu Babu up. Adhar Chandra was put to shame and was disgraced. Tears started to flow from his eyes. Ramatanu Babu was sad to see Adhar Chandra desolate and implored the chief police officer to release him. The chief police officer was polite with Ramatanu Babu, but he told him sternly, "Kindly do not interfere in our work. We have caught these people red-handed." We have enough proof and witness to implicate them. Do not get involved. When Ramatanu Babu pleaded some more, the CPO said, "We have called the doctors from Hooghly to come and check on your wounds, and all you want is to have these criminals released." The CPO respectfully sent Ramatanu Babu home along with a police officer, who was also given the job of bringing the doctor's report to the police station. Many people from the village had gathered over at Ramatanu Babu's house. Everyone's opinion was that the criminals should be punished, but Ramatanu Babu's heart wished otherwise. He had a strong desire to save Adhar Chandra. He told people, "Everyone behaves according to the temperament, and at the same time, everyone also feels pain. I was beaten up as a result of my past karma. If my deeds were not evil, What power did Adhar Chandra have to hurt me so? Adhar Chandra is only a nimitta, but he and his family had to face so much trouble due to this situation. He deserves pity and forgiveness. I am asking all of you to request the CPO not to take further action in this case. In case he refuses to comply, then we should see that no one appears as a witness against Adhar Chandra. I have still not given my testimony. I will hold that I was hurt due to a fall. People were shocked when they heard this. Some people were congratulating Ramatanu Babu in their minds and others were blaming him for setting up a wrong precedence fearing that the crime rate would go up. Ramatanu Babu had tears of compassion in his eyes. Amongst the villagers there was a wise old man named Sri Haripad. He praised Ramatanu Babu and tried to make the villagers understand the situation. Some of the villagers had a change of heart. The doctor who arrived in the meantime also knew about Ramatanu Babu's gentle manliness and had immense respect for him. Ramatanu Babu requested the doctor to give Adhar Chandra a favorable report, but the doctor was not convinced. He agreed not to make the report immediately. He said, "If the CPO accepts your request, I will not need to write the report." After the doctor left, Ramatanu Babu and a few respected old men from the village went to see the police officer. 
They tried explaining Ramatanu Babu's thought process and pleaded with the CPO to release Aadhar Chandra without fighting the case. The CPO was impressed by Ramatanu Babu's compassionate nature. Coincidentally, Circle Inspector of Police Pramath Babu was also present. He was deeply affected by Ramatanu Babu's wonderful deportment. The CPO went aside and discussed the situation. When Aadhar Chandra heard about the chain of events, he was truly repentant. His heart was slowly becoming purer. Pramath Babu spoke to the wise men who supported Ramatanu Babu's request. You are becoming instrumental in the increase of crime rate by wanting to get a criminal who was caught red-handed released. If such criminals are not punished, they will become bold, which could endanger everyone. Ramatanu Babu is a soft-hearted person. He may not understand this, but why are all of you supporting him? To answer this question, Sri Hari Pad and Ramatanu Babu explained, crimes can decline only with love and sympathy and not by punishment. On unhappy occasions, only selfless service can transform criminals' hearts. We have decided that no one will become a witness to the prosecution nor will anyone produce any proofs against Aadhar Chandra. What will you do then? Pramath Babu, who was already suitably impressed with Ramatanu Babu, was further affected by this statement. Yet he showed his sternness and said, I have respect for all of you. I appreciate your large-heartedness and forgiveness. However, we cannot fail in our duty by releasing the wrongdoer. We will see what we can do. If you want to get him released right away, one of you will have to become a surety for him. No sooner did he hear this, Ramatanu Babu at once said, Sir, I will put in the bail amount, whatever it is. Hearing this, the hearts of both the CPO and the inspector melted. After all, they too were human. They told Aadhar Chandra, Did you hear all this? What do you have to say to this? Aadhar Chandra wept uncontrollably. He said in a shaking voice, Sir, I am a rascal and he is a great soul worthy of being venerated even by demigods. I do not want to be freed. Give me life imprisonment. That too would be too less for a grievous crime. File a case against me in the court and I will confess my crime. However, the CPO released all the three men on Pramath Babu's bidding. He tore all the case papers. Everyone departed feeling happy. Pramath Babu and the CPO touched Ramatanu Babu's feet. This shows how Ramatanu Babu removed the upadan of anger from his heart completely. He made his soul akin to a tank full of water. Now there was no need to worry that others might throw a spark. One would have needed to fear if the tanker was filled with petrol. But what does a tanker filled with water have to fear? In fact, it will only extinguish an ember if any was still burning. The serpent Chandakaushika had not thrown a spark at the Lord, he had thrown fire itself. Not only was there no blaze, but Chandakaushika gained such calm self-control that he himself became the epitome of forgiveness. There is a need to transform a petrol tanker into a water tanker. Where would fire come from if there was no fuel? Meg Kumar in his previous birth was an elephant. In that birth, his soul could recollect the past birth, also as an elephant. In that birth, there was a terrible, widespread forest fire in which all the animals of the jungle had died helplessly. The whole scenario played in front of his eyes. 
In the present birth, he decided to construct a safer haven for animals to avoid trouble in the future. This was a precautionary step so that if at all a fire would rage in a jungle, the place would not be affected or there would not be a blaze. However, this was possible only if fuel was removed from the intended designated place. In the jungle, the main source of fuel is the trees themselves. So he uprooted all the trees from the area and threw them out of the region. He created a mass of barren land. Even if a tuft of grass grew anywhere, he would remove it at once. When the forest fire did not erupt, thousands of animals residing in the barren land were saved miraculously. Is it possible to convert a tanker filled with petrol into a tanker filled with water? Yes, it can be done. If a person whose rage was so intense that when his sleep was disturbed on hearing more music than he wished, he had molten lead poured into the guard's ears. And then, if the same person whose anger was as violent as sage Durvasa internalized forgiveness in such a manner that even on sharp nails being put in his ears, not a single line of anger formed on his face, then it proves the aforesaid possible. In Chandakaushika's earlier birth as a monk, his anger on the child monk was like ordinary combustible fuel. In his birth as Rishi Chandakaushika, his inflammability worsened and he wished to kill everyone who plucked fruits from his hermitage. In his birth as Trishtivisha Sharpa, his anger became explosive. He wanted to kill whosoever he encountered. But then he imbibed compassion through every pore which oozed forth from Prabhu Mahavir and which completely annihilated his easily aroused and excitable disposition. His nature became cool and calm like frozen ice. People threw stones at him, beat him with sticks, ants bit him all over, pierced his body and made it like sieve but there was not a single spark of anger coming forth. If a Drishti Vishesharpa in his birth as a Tiryanch can convert petrol into water to such an event, why can't we? How to achieve this will be discussed in the next chapter.